I look down at my list about one of the most important factors of happiness, and it's internal tacos. <laughs> that's really good. That's, I think like, that's exactly wait, what I think about when I think of happy. Internal I, tacos. What did I write? Internal tacos. I think you were thinking you wanted Mexican food. This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient, or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hi, you guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... Let me see. We're Not Fine. Okay, I'm going to try something... Again, and give you one more chance. Okay, try again. We finish each other's... Sandwiches. Thank God. High five. <laughs> Ow, that like rang in my ears. Did it? Um, We have just been ghosted. Is this what it feels like in the dating world? Because <laughs> I'm sad and mad and a little self-conscious, but mostly... Mad. I'm not self-conscious and I'm not <laughs> mad. Um, number one, because I never met this guest that was supposedly on our show. And I will tell you that the topic got me really excited because the topic was going to be about boundaries. So we're going to definitely do an episode on boundaries for y'all because it's really, really an amazing topic for us to talk about in all different ways. I don't know. This ghosting thing, like, I got to be honest, I kind of go down these weird paths. Like, what if she was in a car accident? What if she's no longer living? What if she you know didn't like the interview? Do you know what's more likely? Tell me. That I fucked this up and didn't have her write email or maybe hmm. mm, the wires got crossed on the time. But if that is not the case, my heart is shattered into 12 bits. But you know what's I believe about you're us? dramatic about that. I don't we think that's actually as bad as you think it is. Know how to pivot. We know. <laughs> pivot. Pivot. Do you remember how many times you've used that word pivot? It's one of my favorites. It is kind of your favorite. It's not one of my favorites. I don't pivot well. I don't change well. I don't change direction well. That's too bad. I don't because... take direction well. I'm bad with authority. Yeah, you have a lot of issues. I've been meaning to tell you. I'm glad to share all of those with our viewers because I think people can relate to that. I have authority issues, so I don't. Yeah, I don't do well. Plus, I don't do well with change. I have to like kind of get my head on straight about it but so you are rigid, rigid and controlling oppositional yep. controlling is an important word to add and resistant resistant to coaching oh my god yeah please how do you feel about authority again i don't do well being told what to do you know what the problem is neither do i Oh, no. What are we going to do? Well, we've had periodic moments, but not many. No. Well, because you and I, I think, have figured out how to lead together. And yeah. we, like, boss each other in the same direction at the same time most I don't, of the time. I don't know that that's true. <gasps> if like, I, I have a nickname for you that you don't like so well. Yeah, I've got nicknames for you. 
next mug, Doug. Um, Sergeant Jackson. Yeah, not my favorite. Not your favorite. You you bristle I when I say that. I prefer efficient, hmm. get stuff done. That would be great if that Jackson. were true, but that's not what happens when you're in that mode. But I love you. You know what I was thinking recently? I was thinking about how easy it was to go to sushi in the past. and. Yes. Run to Target and get last minute God. Valentine's gift. We used to have. I said fun Valentine's together. on purpose. I know. We, my southern friend has Valentine's. <laughs> I know it's like work, work, work. <laughs> work. And now it's daily phone conversations. Well, it we, we like, used to have fun. That was a nice. We used to have fun. We, it went from like we sushi that was like long and leisurely, and maybe some like Ketchup. cocktail and oh, for sure cocktails like lose track of time walk around downtown and just stop and have a drink wherever we wanted oh my god remember? god those days were good and now it's like let's get supermarket sushi for the eight minutes in between the podcast episodes and maybe your guests will show up and maybe they shan't won't but i do feel married to you for sure and i think we're doing pretty good in terms of communication we use a lot of i feel statements we really don't we could um, we could starting now you finish my sandwiches. Um, we forgot to mention what this episode is about. I can't wait to talk about this episode. We have been really excited to talk about this. It's been in the back of our heads for a long time. And the question is. I'm going to add on to that because this is like I've been waiting to do this episode for a very, very long time. Like seven um, minutes. Like, no, seven years, I swear <laughs> it is. Because, you know, we've done we've been in therapy for a long time. We've been therapists for not in therapy. We have that, too. <laughs> um, in therapy. Yeah, that's funny. But it's true. <laughs> and, 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 and it's are, been helpful. Can you tell? Be. But this question comes up a ton, you know, and periodically I bring out my feeling chart in my office to help people kind of identify how their feelings who have not had a great deal of experience with that. And one of the words on there is the word happy. And I will tell you, like what a ridiculously complicated word that is, because I think people feel this sort of obligation or this wish to be happy, but they don't know what it is. They constantly are kind of striving for it. And it's really a fascinating discussion because what is happy is our topic today. And I don't think two answers will be alike. I that mean, is funny you say that. I agree with that. Everybody sees what happiness is differently. And yeah. we also have some theories about that. I also think about those emojis, right? Like the emojis that have been around forever. Like there used to be that big, we, we used to get, this is going to date me back, back to the 70s, but um, back when groovy was a word and, you know, Volkswagen bugs were cubit with daisies on them. But we had a smiley face, which I realize has a symbol for something that I can't remember. Wait, it's how not did great. you have an emoji in the 70s? I'm it was on really a button. Confused. Okay, that's not an emoji. I'm pretty sure that's a cartoon smiley face. No, it actually, it actually is symbolic of something, and I don't think it's great. But um, anyway. Okay, you have to finish that sandwich. <laughs> what is it? So, I, mean, I like a happy. I face. like pastrami. I like Rubens a lot. A happy face is yeah. symbolic of what? Um, so we had happy face buttons that we wore on our jackets and shit. Which was secret code for? I don't know. So I want to tell you um, about a, uh, during the pandemic. Um, I have a, a poster in my office now. And it is something I'm so proud of. And it is from Gandhi. And the first definition that we're going to talk about, because we're going to go through some definitions first. 
Like, I think we should. Are you getting comfortable? I am. I'm moving closer. Are you? To the party! Because you feel... <laughs> Remember last time <laughs> to we the sat party! The chair, there was like a big crack. Like I cracked the chair. Keep going. I'm sorry. Where were we? That's okay. Continue. Um, so we're going to go through some definitions that both of us have found that I, you know, that was a great starting path to kind of talk about what this is. And one of my favorite is one of them that I have on my shelf in my office for all of my patients who have known that that it's in there. And it's by Gandhi, and he says, happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Oh, my God, I love that. And I can love I tell you, it is better than anybody else's. And let me tell you, what that kind of speaks to is what I always say about living an honest life. Like, if your insides match your outsides, and what you say and you do is what you think and you feel very likely you have a more content, mm. satisfying life. It's So I love that. And it is authenticity. Ego-syntonic. Oh, I love it. I know. Do you want to hear what I have? I like yours better. Well, that's nothing new. Oh Go ahead. Oh, my God. This really reminds me of our competitive renown. Yeah, mine is going to win. That um, essentially when we were writing up our bios. <laughs> This is the truth. Whatever Doug is about to tell you is not the truth. but It is the truth. This is where our competition started. Is our bios on the website. I wrote mine up and Doug told our beautiful producer, Supak, oh, um, could you just pull together something from somewhere because I'm too good to come up with it myself. And then Supak pulled something together. That's not true. I did not say that. With AI. Nope. Do not refer to our producer as artificial. And it said, renowned therapist Doug Jensen. It says renowned. Thank you, Supak. And he felt like it was a personal... It was. um, Supak wrote that. What's the word? Like... It was a characteristic of mine. I am renowned. Like what? Oh, what's the word? Esteem. Endorse. Endorse. Yeah. Supak feels like... Thank you, Supak. I am renowned, and, and Talia is absent of any words like that in your bio. And now because you're not. my bio says slightly more renowned. <laughs> because insecurity. Dr. Talia Jackson. Insecurity. What I found out yesterday by playing so ping pong with my sons. Is that you suck at it. Well, I, bet, I already knew that. Yeah, I bet they're pretty good. They are really good. Yeah, I bet. Our family is very athletic that they did not get any of that. I remember those trampoline flips. Remember that? I don't even understand it. I did a few this past summer. You did And, not. and you yeah. broke yourself? Um, I had tingly extremities. Okay, that's not good. And Tyler. not in a good don't way. Do that. Don't do that. For about six weeks after those triple flips that I did no but ping pong I've always told my boys like I don't have a competitive bone in my body but I notice that I actually I'm a terrible winner and loser because when I win I will do things like can you do that again please I think I just snuffed (laughs) I felt like something come at me On my cashmere. <laughs> you always have stuff on your cashmere, but now it's like a little <laughs> bit of snot. Well, oh, yeah, I'll do it again. Hey, hey, when I win, 
And when I lose, it's wow. like equally not a good look for me. Those kids are going to be mad at you someday. And then I'm like, God, I'm so not competitive. And then this whole renowned thing has me feeling really up in arms. So we kind of got into this because, first of all, our producer does think I'm renowned and specifically does not think Tally is. However, <laughs> I will also say that it's this AI. got this started by our happy definitions, which were a little off track, right? So I think I'd like to hear your definition then go... Hey, hey. Okay. I get. I, this that's is a horrible, it. horrible noise. This one I Tell really me. enjoyed. Yeah. Happiness is being able to ride the wave of every emotion that life throws at you, knowing that you can come out the other side just a little better than you were before because you have the skills, focus, courage, and curiosity. The resources. A positive mindset and the support structure, a community to make that happen. Yes, there were lots of colons, semicolons, parentheses, and commas, but the summary is it's adaptability, flexibility, resiliency. Yes. I mean, that's what I think of that. I don't think of that as happy, but I love I love that skill. I mean, I love that. I love that as a concept. Like, I think we should all strive to be able to be that resilient. You know but what? Is the, it happy or is it resilience? Well, I might argue it's They're the, the same? same thing. I do not think so. If you're not resilient, then you sort of are living in fear of a change or a curveball, or you need things to be a very particular way in that would order be me. to be happy. Yep. Happiness is bending like a willow tree so that you don't break. I don't think that's true. I think you might need resiliency in order to be happy. I do agree with that. Okay, okay. Like, I think they're in the same column, except I think resiliency leads to happy because you're able to bend like that willow tree. Right. That's, I think of that as flexibility and resiliency to the pros and like, like I'm a willow tree right now. I feel like if we, if we then get to that place of like being able to be in the moment, but in order to be in the moment and recognize those happy moments, we would need to be bending like a willow tree. That's right, which I do every morning from 6.45 to 6.50. That's called yoga. <laughs> That's not called willow tree. Um, I like both of our definitions, I'll be honest. And I have more. However, um, the really exciting... Actually, I am going to read this other one because I do like it. Happiness can be defined as an enduring state of mind consisting not only of feelings of joy, contentment, and other positive emotions, but also a sense that one's life is meaningful and valued. That was my other really, really, that was my other very favorite one that I came across as I was looking up definitions. Um, I do love that, right? Like that feels really important. I love it because, yeah, the joy aspect is sort of missing from mine. Um, There is this course that I was poking around, you know, doing a little bit of research or just like, I like to look around and see what's out there and be inspired. And it sort of starts us percolating in sure. these really juicy conversations. Sure. <clears throat> but Yale has put out this free, it's called Coursera that I think you can like do all these courses for free. Yeah. But Yale had one called um, the science of well-being. And I was poking around there and it was really fascinating um just in terms of there are some factors that when everywhere i look everyone might have a slightly different definition but there are some factors that i think come up in most people's definitions of happiness i think so too 
Like I liked all that thing, like value in your life, sense of purpose, yes, contentment, yes. joy. I liked those words in that last definition I reviewed because it feels really spot on. And they had ways of measuring happiness, which oh. are the words. Yep. These were the things I wrote down. Yeah. Tell me. Um, But also... Funny story, since I'm more tangent than content today. (laughs) You are a little bit. um, So, But as a renowned therapist, I'm absolutely willing to let you have the spotlight. Oh, that's so kind of you. And because I'm slightly more renowned, I'm going to talk about science-backed research. Um, But here's the funny tangent story. So all I wanted for Hanukkah, and I basically said... All I want for the year. So last year it was an e-bike because I happened oh, yeah, to yeah. like. Oh yeah, yeah, you got one. Like yep. yes, and so I'm like, don't buy me anything all year. Save it up. This is what I want. The e-bike, best decision of my life, as I've mentioned. All of the joy, none of the hills. Yep. But this year for Hanukkah, I asked for something called a remarkable. Which um. What's that? Yes, I'm not, and I'm not selling it, by the I way. I feel like you're endorsing just, a product on our website. I know. I'm sorry about on that. On our podcast, I mean. And I'm only a week into using it because, you know, Hanukkah just ended. But it's this thing, and Supak has one. What? And that's where I learned about it. And it is like. Well, then I like it. ADHD dream come true. Oof. It is like this. It's like a tablet. You have a stylus. You can write notes 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 and then write tags so that you can find it later it's really searchable you could put them in folders anyway the story is i learned how to turn my scribbles into script into just remarkable letters you see how i use that word i do and this is what happens when i turn my scribbles into actual like typed letters okay yeah I look down at my list about one of the most important factors of happiness, and it's internal tacos. <laughs> that's really good. I think like, that's exactly wait, what I think about when I think of happy. Internal I, tacos. What did I write? Internal tacos. I think you were thinking you wanted Mexican food. So it's okay. This is what I this is what I had down. But yeah. the internal tacos is yeah. actually internal locus of control wow, feeling like okay. you have some yep. agency okay. over your life okay do you agree with that um yeah, um yeah i think well here's what i think about this and i'm going to get into this later like one of the things i think about is how depending on your circumstances in your life um if you are in an oppressed circumstance exactly if you are imprisoned if you are in in, not in control absolutely if you don't have control of your life If you are living in fear for whatever reason, we have war going on in the world in multiple areas of our of our world, um, and you don't feel free. I still think you can find some happiness, as complicated as that might be. So I don't know. I know, and I think about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's really hard to reach all of the upper levels of joy it is of self-actualization that's right when you're really struggling with the bottom rung of security food water can i just tell you this is a we're off off on several tangents this This maslow's hierarchy of needs i can remember being in college Mm -hmm. in a very very long time ago and in my psych class my Mm -hmm. intro to psych class reading about it were you sitting that you had all of these personality disorders (laughs) 
No, that was graduate school. <laughs> uh, that was definitely graduate school. I felt like I had all of them. Um, but let me tell you, I remember this Maslow's hierarchy of needs so well because mm-hmm. I remember just being so struck by it and it just hit me hard. And I was sitting in the library at Hamlin University um, just kind of contemplating. I remember I can tell you probably where I was in the library because I remember just staring up at out the window like this is fascinating. Yeah, right? truly. I really, I really dig that whole concept. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. And it makes a lot of sense. So like internal locus of control, I think essentially what I'm thinking that means is when you don't feel imprisoned, trapped, stuck in a horrible circumstance. Right. But I do agree with you that even then people can still find moments of joy because there are other parts of happiness. Um, I agree. Positive emotions. like. How is your baseline mental yep. health and are you able to access not just neutral and negative, but also yeah. some positive emotions? Yeah. Uh, which brings me to how's your gratitude practice? Um, I'm, I like gratefulness and gratitude. Yes. I yes. do. I feel very strongly about that. I think it's simplified, though. And I think I think I'm, you know, I'm someone who values going a little bit deeper. Like it's one thing. Like you, if you get to a place of gratitude about something, great, but you have to process the painful parts as well in order right, to get to that place and to feel free and to be able to experience gratitude in an authentic way. That's but what I would say. But don't you feel like gratitude has a lot to do with your ability to be happy? Like gratitude is a practice. I don't know. Yeah. I. Okay. Well, I It feels a little simple me. to me, but yes. I agree with me at a 10 out of 10. Well, I'm renowned as a renowned therapist. As a slightly more renowned therapist. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging. I am telling you guys, (laughs) gratitude is literally the antidote to self-pity. And it is a direct line to the neuropathways that create happiness because you can be the unluckiest person in the world or the luckiest person in the world. Depending on your perspective and your headspace and what you're choosing to focus on in the same exact circumstances with the same exact life experience. It's there's a choice in gratitude. I think there's a choice as well. But I think what I what I have found some people talking about gratitude is that. I'm going to be grateful for my abusive past because... Oh, Doug, this is so ridiculous. That's not what gratitude is. Let me finish. I'm going to be grateful because it it allowed me to be a different parent or allowed me to be a different person as an adult. It allowed me to, you know, recover and feel strong as a result of that. I take back my snorting. Yeah, I I know you snorted quickly. You did not let me finish. It was a premature snort. There's a lot of those that happen. Um, so, yeah, I think there's an element here of I understand gratitude. I don't want to diminish it. I think it's a really important mindset. And I agree with the neural pathways and whatnot mm-hmm. that can change from being calm and grateful and feeling optimistic versus not. But if you have not done your work on the underlying pieces of what you're grateful for and where you came to that conclusion, I agree. I just don't think it's going to stick. I'm big on psychodynamic theory. OK, here's where it will stick like if you're in a circumstance where you feel like your life is completely falling apart there can still be a sense of gratitude if you really bring it down to the bare bones basics of even like a sensory experience so like 
I'm grateful for the smell of clean sheets or like a cozy, rainy day or lavender or sunsets. You could always be grateful for a sunset. Your face is going to stick like that. I know. (laughs) It might. Okay. No, you're not feeling it? Um... I'm not big on fluff. How is that fluff that is real? And if you're lavender, are you not grateful for lavender? The color or the smell? No. What about fleece? Are you grateful for fleece? Okay. Moving on. Coffee? Oh, I love coffee. Ha ha! I feel happy when I think of coffee. Right? Do you realize we have matching? I'm a little confused about this. Is yours Zulu? No, mine is Yeti. I never noticed This is kind of crazy we have the same color. Anyway. Because I get so thirsty. thirsty. You are thirsty. Did you have more to say about your scribbles? Because I have something so exciting to announce. Well, I don't feel minimized or devalued at all. (laughs) Grab some tacos. So, guys, one of the things we did, we decided to kind of avoid, uh, you know, letters about this or mailbags around this. We decided to ask our team from our podcast, who are the best people ever. We love them so dearly. Last night at about, I don't know, maybe six or seven or something like this, I sent out an email or a text chain to all of our team members. And I said, what do you consider happy? So we are going to go through, without identifying who they are, we're going to go through our team's responses to this. And Talia has not read them. I haven't. I can't wait to tell you what they are. I'm going to go through them. I have them on my phone because it was a text chain. And got to be honest, I was so impressed with our team because they took it seriously. They took it deep. And I really want to process all of these as it relates to everything we've discussed. So I'm going to read what our team people have written And then I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to give you some feedback. I know you would. (laughs) With my internal tacos. So this is honestly, I got to be honest, they went deep. Like our team went deep and I'm really, really proud of them. So one team member writes, this is an amazing discussion. I've been working on this question all year. I was having lunch with some widows a couple weeks ago and they discussed accepting happiness can exist within grief simultaneously for me this year happiness has been a goal commitment and journey i think happiness is a result of homeostasis love and probably some x factors sort of sounds like the formula for we're not fine oh my god however so sweet it is so sweet i want to add something that's very personal and i did ask this team member if it would be okay that i shared his personal story he writes I do remember feeling happy for the first time after my wife passed away, and it was very unexpected. This is a good topic, especially this time of year. And I asked him if he would be willing to share what that experience was where he felt happiness for the first time since becoming a widow. And he writes, Doug, it was the end of January this year. My wife had passed away before Thanksgiving, so I went through all the holidays. At the end of January, I went and saw one of my wife's favorite bands at First Avenue which is where Prince used to play in Minneapolis, for those of you who don't know. And where I pretty much grew up. You Sunday did. night dance party. Yep. The next morning I woke up. It was cold as hell and sunny out. For some reason at that moment, I felt happiness. Oh. I'm very touched by this disclosure. Me too. Makes me want to cry. I knew that the show must go on because I wanted it to, and that part of me that had experienced joy wasn't taken away with my wife's passing. It sounds basic describing it now, but it was very real. 
Inside my brain, it felt like I was growing fresh nerve connections and something. I guess I'm describing happiness and grief. Some people might not connect the two. I'm actually a little bit teary talking Me about too. this. Um, it's so beautiful. It really is. And it's incredibly hopeful. And it, it really provides this amazing sense that you can have this tragedy in your life and still feel happy. And the way he describes it yeah. and that it almost feels like his brain was experiencing a change in nerve activity. Which is exactly what happened. You're it's getting like, teary too. I know. It's so beautiful. It's like that is what's happening. The neural yeah. pathways. Think of tiny branches with buds coming out of them and also the reason why being able to be in touch with the joy the sweetness the gratitude in these darker moments it it's all about these ruts that happen in the neural pathways in our brain and that's what they talk about when they talk about neuroplasticity that if we're stuck in these really negative ruts and we don't see the things in our life that are actually possibly beautiful as well it's a real missed opportunity to create those neural pathways but as doug was saying no one's ever like just happy there's always it's life that comes that's with right it. that's right what i loved about what he said is that i'm looking at happiness as a goal a commitment yeah. and a journey yeah that yep. speaks to me so much because that isn't just like well i'll be happy when i accomplish this or if all if all if the stars are in alignment and I win the lottery or I meet Mr. or Mrs. Perfect or, you know, non-binary version of perfect, that's when I'll be happy. Um, Yeah, it's really lovely. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? Tell me. Do you ever see, I mean, I feel like your kids are older and this movie, it's called Inside Out. I know what that movie is yeah you know I actually that... i actually bought the dvd for my kids i loved that movie. yeah i did not see it <laughs> wow doug well i guess i can't judge you because i have about eight thousand books on my shelves that i'm going to get to someday i'm with you which in adhd language means never what's a book exactly in that movie do you remember how this little girl started experiencing as she went through puberty and became a teenager that instead of just experiencing like little goldfish feelings one feeling at a time there are these really complicated like bittersweet joy and sadness fear and anticipation just having this simultaneous two opposing feelings that's that's what life is I'd agree. And, you know, I did not watch the movie, but I remember buying it because I wanted to normalize emotions for particularly my younger who was going through adolescence at that time. Mm. So I think that's really one of the pieces that I value is that these feelings are are things that can come and go. And that's why this I agree with you that this particular uh, team member's journey is an important part of that. Like, it's not just this finite. Once you're happy, you're there. It comes and goes. It comes in different spurts. It comes in different moments. And I'm so impressed with his ability to observe that he felt that on a cold and yet sunny day. I I loved all of it. And grief is such an isolating experience. And another thing that that comes up and also like some of what I was poking around, it's also support system and community. And sometimes if we're stuck in a rut of 
thinking that won't allow for any new input, new perspective, new healthy outlook, it's really helpful to like, oh, he's a part of a widow's group. Like that is so helpful to get other people's experience experience yeah. Yeah. And, and perspectives. And it's and it feels hopeful sometimes to get that mutual aid and support. And you don't feel alone. Another team member writes. Not having to do anything but be me as I am, be happy with me. Oh, I love it. And that does, it's like the congruence, the harmony of my insides match my outside. I know. It, yeah. That's really it. I mean, that's kind of what we said about living an honest life. Like just, you know, whoever you are, whatever you're experiencing, there's nothing about that that's ever going to be harmful to other people it's going to be just enriching to your life to be able to be your authentic self whatever that is gender wise in any way you know sexuality who you love who you don't love what you choose in terms of relationships what you choose for a career as long as you're doing it from an authentic place you're going to be gold and i love it um this next one is also a little bit emotional for me because this is from one of my best friends who I recently went on a trip with. And during the trip, I have a a video of him saying he's happy for the first time in a long time. And I remember it felt very emotional. I just actually showed Talia the video of him. Um, He's here helping us out today. And it was beautiful. And I get a little teary every time because I wish nothing more than happiness and joy and contentment for my buddy, who is just one of my favorite people on the planet and always will be. He writes, absolutely no worries or cares is happiness, the absence of anxiety. Um, And the thing that's striking about that is, you know, he struggles with anxiety. He struggles chronically with anxiety. And when he's free of that, which was a moment we had in Key West, smoking a hookah together, just watching people walk by. Um, It's one of my favorite videos of him I will ever have in my life. And I feel emotional because I wish... So much for him to re- recreate that over and over and over. I know. But here's what's dangerous, because I think that this beloved friend who I also yeah. love yeah. Um, is wired a lot like me. So I know just like the seven in the Enneagram, the worst. Like if I had to describe happiness, yeah, it would also be um this feeling of freedom or self-actualization, like not having to do Oh, do you have a drinking problem? (laughs) I have a dribbling problem. He just dribbled all over himself. But this feeling of like this absence of of misery or life challenge or like mundane tasks or I just don't know if it's possible. Right. It's like this is a fantasy that happiness means an absence of Things that I don't know if we can escape. It's almost is like it absence to... or is it respite from, right? Like, do you get oh, a break a from sometimes? Question. Like, I I think there's times, and I I will tell you, like, frankly, I had the same experience. So one of the things about mm. just to reference Key West again, one of my favorite things is every friend of mine knows is going jet skiing. I don't know how to swim, and I know there are sharks underneath me. But one of the things that makes me feel most <laughs> free and like it's aggressive and it's active and I love going as fast as I can. Um, I love, oh my God. Facing your fears. Oh my Lord. I I love all of it. Like Key West has the best jet skiing. Thank you so much for the people down there. We do a private excursion and Mm. they go to the mangroves and we go to places where we can hopefully see some urchins and other animals, as spiders, I think there were. Starfish. Starfish. I've picked up a starfish in the middle of a sand reef at uh, Sandbar at one point. 
I absolutely love it down there. I feel free. I feel uh, very, very happy in that moment. And I got to share that with my buddy this time. So um, I think there are moments where we have respite, but in other parts of my life, I really like being kind of challenged. I, I love my work. I love my career. I love doing this podcast now. I love all of these things that do cause some stress. Yes. But occasionally with that respite, you know, you can kind of get away from it. And really, I don't know that I know another place or another way outside of like being on a jet ski in the middle of the ocean where no one knows who I am. Nobody knows where I am, yes. um, except for the people that are obviously leading me the, on the excursion. They but know where you they are. They do know. And I just love it. Okay, you know? here's what I really love about what you just said. Yeah. You're right. And there, I feel like there are two very different kinds of happiness, yep. or maybe we need both. Because one is like there is this sparkly, magical, free part of us that comes out in the absence of work, stress, dishes, laundry, childcare. Which it is so, I mean, it's interesting, Talia, when you and I, in the intro to today's appointment, like used to talk about going to sushi. I remember we would just go and I'd be like, oh, I get to see my my BFF Talia and just kind of check in and we're going to have fun. It's always going to be fun. And then we started working together. Yeah, and we it's, had to make it a job. It was so much fun having cocktails and sushi that we're like, why don't we force ourselves to do this every yeah. other Sunday? Actually, it's been a dream. Oh, it has but, been a dream. Oh, oh, this is so this is the second part. Yeah. Is the vacation mindset, yeah, yeah, yeah. respite yep. kind of joy. But then there's the kind of joy that comes with purpose, meaning, um, hard work. For sure. Right? Which is this kind of joy. For sure. We have like a passion and feel um, really strongly about what we're doing on the planet. And we want to lean into that. That's a completely different kind of joy. I have a couple more definitions. I agree with you. Um, another teammate writes, I guess I tie happiness with relationships and achievement. Oh, yes. The richer the relationship, the more happy I am. I also don't want to live life with regrets. So I tend to do many things like learning and doing unconventional things. I love that. And she is a fucking powerhouse. I call, I don't know. I called her on like a Saturday morning. She was like, oh yeah, I'm taking this like business course from some amazing university online to get my, I don't know, like an MBA over, I don't know what, like always achieving and moving. And that she's a three in the Enneagram, which is like self-improvement, more, more, more. More, more, Doug cares a lot about that. How do you like it? More, more, more. Anyway, I want to go on to a very, I love, I love that. Wait, I feel like there's more to say about this. The accomplishment part. I want to say more. Well, you kind of said that. Keep going. Um, I have more to say. Say more. I've got so much more because I'm super extra renowned. Oh. Um, it gets I'm a little dangerous with the accomplishments if you feel like I will only be happy if I succeed at this or yeah, that's right. have this or have money or have a house or have a car right. or have a relationship or whatever it is. If it's connect, if your happiness is connected to success, which is money or material or getting that promotion or landing that big blah, blah, blah goal, whatever it is, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But if you think about it as success, I'm going to redefine success as just like what 
the goal, the commitment, the journey. It's not a destination. It is not a destination because yeah. when you get, oh my God, my dad's favorite poem was by, I think it was P.V. P.F. Kavafi, something like that. And it's called Ithaca. And it was some beautiful poem. Was it like in the Odyssey, Homer? I don't know. But it was like, you are going to be so disappointed if you get to Ithaca and it isn't everything that you've thought that it was going to be because the magical piece of Ithaca is that it's not the destination, it's the journey. And guys, that's, that's really, the and we're, we're probably going to conclude with some of those themes. I agree with you. I think achievement is different for everybody as well, like what we're hoping to achieve. And everyone is different. I think one of the things I really struggle with with social media is that we are constantly comparing. I think people are constantly kind of almost being braggadocious about, you know, what their lives are and what their experience is. I don't wish for that for people. No. Like we all have to decide for us what creates satisfaction and what our goals are. That's right. And and it's just like an endless thing. I do love the idea that we're always striving for more though. I think relationships in particular, which you know is the basis of our podcast, when I do relationship work, I always want people to have a sense of like more and growth and development because I don't think we ever stop changing. I don't think we ever stop developing. I don't think, I think our goals can change recurrently throughout the course of our lives. And I think there's something very exciting about that. So I agree with you. if you're in a relationship and the two of you are committed to your own personal yeah. growth yep. there's also this aspect of um curiosity i think and engagement so like if you're someone who is curious about yourself yep. about people about the world and you want to engage with the world like if you're someone if you're someone that's always finding yourself saying like i'm bored i don't care like whatever and you're more disengaged in your life that might be an opportunity to become more engaged find that internal locus of control or internal tacos of control locust or locust because it is it's like if you feel like you are interested curious learning that's gonna help you on your path towards fulfillment and happiness yeah i also do want to agree that relationships might equal happiness being able to have a connection uh that's a tricky one and the kind of connection where you show up as yourself you are seen and you are loved and you have a feeling of belonging. Yep. So you are not compartmentalized or faking who you are or just showing up as who you think people want you to be. But you're truly yourself and have the experience of being loved. Well, and it would be not OK if we didn't say that it's OK to be by yourself, too, and choose to be single as some of us have. Oh, and that sometimes I have escape fantasies about. Of course. Never leaving my beautiful. There's no one better for me out there. I would never leave Rob for, for me. A different relationship. I already have you. I've oh, got you my do. cake, yeah, and right. I'm eating it too. You are. I am cake. But I do fantasize <laughs> sometimes <laughs> about what it would feel like to not be in a partnership and I, just yeah. be alone with I'm sorry. hugs and yeah hugs. i know i am so grateful for my kids in particular my career i have great loves in my past i love several people but i spent the last two days at home alone Literally decorating the for best. the holiday um 
I did not. I had a lot of conversations with friends. I, I zoomed with my friend but Sue see, in Boston. That's not alone. It's not alone. You have the feeling. But of I was being in my loved. home, and I I made ribs, and I made something else. I don't even know what I made. I just I ate a lot. I had fun. I I thought out some apple pie. It was good. Anyway. Oh, okay. So how about this? Yeah, food. Relationships. <laughs> Are crucial to happiness, but the most important relationship is with your is with Doug Jensen. It's with Doug Jensen or Talia Jackson. It is a relationship with yourself so that you can be comfortable in your own head, I agree. in your own skin. I that's gonna be a theme. Light myself. Yeah. And one of my favorite things in the whole world is being in my own head. I've noticed. And, and I love that for you. People try to pull me outside of my own head, and I find it very irritating. Is, is that me? <laughs> is that a warning? I'll be I like, want to keep going. Like, I'm very excited to. We have a very complicated answer next. Okay. And it makes me think a lot. All right. And it made me have an emotion as well. Oh, we have a couple no. more. We have a couple more to go through from our team. This guy writes, this person writes, major depressive perspective here. Semicolon. Mm. The closest thing to happiness to me is temporary relief, okay. like scratching a mos- mosquito bite on my soul. Any actual definition for happiness I give would be largely guesswork. But speaking from my perspective and the things I feel I lack in regards to happiness, I could probably assume that the definition is hope for the future, comfort mm. in the present, and how you view your own self, and thankfulness for acceptance of the past. Oh my God, that's really beautiful. It's beautiful and deep. Um, it also made me feel some sadness that this person does not feel happiness on a regular basis yes. in their life. And I will do what I can in my role with this person to make that life better and happier and whatnot and contribute, hopefully, in the ways that you and I can. But also, the thing that I was struck by is that last comment about like thankfulness for the past. Um, I think and it's, it? he, he dash acceptance is what that person okay, wrote. Yeah, I love the that thing that I'm struck by is I love the idea of getting to a place of acceptance. Like acceptance is the fifth phase of grief, right? So whatever has happened to us in our life, whatever creates complications for us. I like the idea that we get to a level of like accepting it for what it is. I think there's a spin on the thankfulness part that, you know, because we talked a little bit more about gratitude before. Like, are we thankful for rotten things that happen to us? I can say sometimes yes. Um, you know, for example, I've had a number of clients that I've worked with uh, in my career working with persons infected and affected by HIV. I've had a lot of clients say, I'm really glad I got it because I learned a lot about myself in the process and I did survive. Which is an um, unbelievably mature, emotionally intelligent. It is. Worked through the grief. Yeah. And then you're accepting and grateful for yeah, the it's lessons something. learned. Yeah, lessons People learned. People need to make meaning. See, th- I've heard people say, like, there must be a reason that this happened. Yeah. And I yep. don't know if I believe that. Sometimes I think it's just bad luck. But you can make <laughs> meaning. Yeah, I you agree. I agree. You can make it mean something, and that will help you process tragedy, loss, you said just something really important there, and that's that we have to process that tragedy, that loss, that, and there's always loss in life. I mean, there's nobody who hasn't experienced some level of loss, but for those of us who might have had abuse in our past or have been, had significant losses that are really profound and tragic, 
Um, I just think there's a lot of pieces of this where we have to process that. That's the important part it's to me. It's true. You and have I, to process it so that when you come to, I'm grateful for the lessons learned. Yeah. Yeah. You're not skipping. Correct. The grief and the rage and the frustration and the pity party. Like sometimes you I just agree. have bad fucking luck. You did not ask for it. It just happened. Sometimes that's life. You know, but our psychic Kaya, who we've had on the podcast a couple of mm. times, would not say luck. What would she say? I think she would say like everything Contract, is lesson learned. Something or... meant to happen. Like it's all kind of determined for a reason. I know. But I'm she not also big on... says be careful what you say out loud and what you manifest. <laughs> so maybe that's where the internal locus of control. Just be very careful about the intentions you're putting I agree with the world. I agree with I that. I do think that that temporary relief. That was interesting. That like a, a mosquito more, bite on the soul. Boy, that was poetic. And that is like <clears throat> a perspective that is more from a depressed place. Right? Well, and it's interesting because I found myself like that that creates an itching. But it's and a so scratching. temporary. Yeah. Yeah. That it doesn't sound like the general weather pattern. There's any hope that. That is going to be a sense of maybe less anxiety, less sadness, more hope. You know, I somehow interpreted it as like when you scratch the mosquito bite, you have momentary relief. Yeah. That's how I interpreted that comment. And I do wish for people to have a little bit more consistent relief. And that comes with hard work around kind of what your experience is, processing all of that understanding what the and having insight on what that experience has been and what it means to you and how it manifests in your life now but changing what you can you know i'm not necessarily a, a god-fearing person but the serenity prayer like That's having right. having some awareness of what you can change letting go of what you can't and having some wisdom to know the difference is really it a really key piece key. about kind of figuring out like what do i need to do here and how can i move forward to have more relief like in that mosquito bite scratching of your soul um there, on a more consistent basis i agree yeah there is i'm i'm kind of pulling two concepts together that i'm sort yeah. of thinking about loosely tell yeah. me what you think about this i'll be glad to share my opinion well thank you you're Are welcome you the one and only renowned doug jensen i am i don't thank you for so recognizing nice to me meet you. yeah i know thank you you're welcome um, okay so these two things that i feel like are related but maybe they're completely separate one is can you be happy without health like is there this piece of health and wellness and feeling good in your body like nutrition and exercise feel like a really big component in this is where it's connecting to this other topic um dopamine like healthy dopamine the chemical in your brain that makes you feel good and when people are depressed or unwell or unhealthy and then they get fresh air and sunshine and exercise or eat nutritious foods i'm very cautious about this conversation because i work with people who have both chronic and terminal illnesses and so yes, that's that's exactly what i'm asking like right. how do you and i know that it's possible it is possible 100 percent. that 100 gratitude and that moment of like well maybe these are the parts of me that are still awake alive and feel good it's kind of like if you lose your sight or your hearing or your taste or your limb or whatnot 
Of course, I believe people can still find happiness. And that's a very complicated conversation. But you have to you have to grieve. You have to do what you can to understand kind of how that shows up in your life. And you have to process it like we've been talking about. But I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to really conclude, you know, that every single person can have happy in their life. hundred percent. Right. There's nobody on the planet who I don't believe can have happy. But it is very different in terms of definition and kind of how it is that we define that. And this is I, I feel like bringing me always back to gratitude yeah. because. And not that I can compare my bouts of wicked, debilitating insomnia with a chronic illness or cancer or HIV or autoimmune or, you know, anything. However, I have to triple my gratitude practice when I'm feeling terrible because I have to remind myself of how lucky I really am and yep. the parts of my life that are really beautiful. Yeah. The parts of my body and brain that are still working, that I can still feel pleasure with, even if it is just like a cold breeze on my face or Oof. fleece. Or lavender. Question for you. Tell Please. me what you think about this. Oh, okay. I'm straddling two thoughts at the same time. My brain's going to explode. One of them is that dopamine idea of the hedonistic or what is hedonic treadmill where we're seeking pleasure after pleasure after pleasure after pleasure, which is the 7MO, right? Like seeking pleasure, the hedonism, thinking that happiness. I got a couple of you in my life. Yep. Thinking that happiness is the perfect situation with the sunbeam. And the Prosecco and the this and the that and the lighting. Sign me up. Right? Yep. And give me Wellbutrin. And (laughs) take the edge off of everything and the perfect cup of coffee and the perfect. Yeah. But that it can feel kind of empty. It feels empty if you're just going for this next. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where addiction comes in, right? Like you're constantly choosing whether it's sex or gambling or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. If you are constantly and I, you know, we all do things to make us feel better. I bought some new shoes. I didn't need new shoes, but I really liked them. And so like I had some (laughs) I had some rewards. Yeah. So here (laughs) we are. I just keep buying shit. Um, But I've kind of stopped because I realized I not only have enough clothes after my bedroom got redesigned and remodeled. I'm like, all right, I can barely fit these clothes back in it. So but what it is that gives us pleasure is a really, really interesting component of this. Yes. But we can find pleasure in a lot of things like jet skiing. I'd rather spend my money on travel. I'd rather spend money on really amazing food. Um, And I'm grateful to have that privilege of being able to do that. So what? I just remembered what I was just going to say. What were you going to say? Yeah. It's that it's the money. Does money buy happiness? Oof, no. Money does not buy happiness. I think it buys comfort. I think it buys nicer things. You know, we recently had to take a trip together for a work project. Got to. Not had to. We got to. to. We had the privilege of doing that. And, you know, Talia had picked this hotel and i'm like i'm not staying there i want to stay in a nicer place so we we it all felt very full and interesting and yeah no i'm it not was like there were ghosts they were yeah not not interested it was condemned but brought back to life but the only reason why i agreed so you could sleep is so I because it was a strip club open till 3 a.m yes until 3 yep. a.m and there was a lot of partying there and there were ghosts wait 
The the money. Does money buy happiness? This is what I want to say. This okay, is what tell I me what found. you think. Yeah. These are the stats. Yeah. <laughs> that if you are fearful about oh, your financial stability, Maslow's hierarchy of needs comes are back. In yeah. yes, in poverty yeah. and not feeling um, safe, stable, then money actually does bring happiness. Yep. Up until there's a line of satisfaction or complacency, which in the U.S. seems to be an annual income of $75,000 a year, and then it no longer above that brings yep. happiness. Yeah, we discussed this research. I thought it was 80, but it's close, right? And do you want to know something else interesting? Tell me. Tell me. Guess what it is in Europe? 40,000. Yes, it's half. Yeah, I'm guessing, yep. What? Why? Well, our capitalistic society is very much about money and things yes. and what we have. Um, you know, I've been on dates where someone will say, which car is yours? And I'm like, that's disgusting. Right. I'm, I'm not interested. Right. Um, but I think there's a and, you know, I do. Not, I, I work hard and I did oh, grow up. Money. I, da, da, da. So hard for it, honey. But I, I have found myself as someone who grew up in poverty, kind of overcompensating as an adult. And I don't need to do that anymore. Great. I'm grateful to not. I think I'm not doing that anymore. You're trying. Um, but, you know, the thing is, I agree with you. I think that we and I love that data, that data on like whether it's 75 or 80, like anything above that is not really significant in terms of additional happiness because no. you can afford a house. You can afford a car. You can afford to eat. You can afford those basic needs. Just the level by which you do that is different. And full circle. Yeah. What they say is going to actually buy you happiness. Yep is experiences i love it yeah i have one more definition good and it's an interesting one to <laughs> it's an interesting one um from another buddy of mine from my personal life who's on our team um i'm happy when the kids are happy happy to have all of you in my life which was so sweet but then writes happy for beer Did you not see that one? That was late at night. He told me this morning. He's like, I wrote that really late after I got back from a Christmas party. Um, And by the way, then in a response to that, I just want to add this. One of our teammates writes, is happiness possible without love? And that same buddy who likes beer said, it all starts with you, which is what we've been talking about. We have a this. I, I really want to thank everyone from our team for sharing their experience about this. I, you know, Talia and I were talking about like we weren't prepared to how we were going to do this episode. And I said, I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be so easy. And it's going to be one of those sushi conversations that we used to have with cocktails yes, that's and just right. really start talking and look what we've had. Any comments on the beard? Had. Which, by the way, the simplistic, it's adorable. It's adorable and it's, it speaks to like simple things that give us pleasure. If we can stay in that moment, you said something about breeze on your face, by the way. And one of the things that happens for me when it gets chilly in Minnesota is that I walk outside and I just let that breeze and that cold be on my face, like walking out of my hot tub, which is about, I don't know, maybe 500 feet from my house. Um, I love walking back to the house because I get this cold, you know, and sometimes it freezes, to be honest, on my face, like almost icicles. But I love it. I feel like renewed and I feel alive really just alive and i love it it's the things that wake up our senses so even in the darkest moments if you can find the parts that are available to you that can bring you this sense of and maybe if happiness (laughs) 
Oh, there's a ghost in here. Our curtain just fell down. Just fell down. (laughs) Someone, is it your beagle? Your deceased beagle. It's Bosley. Bosley is everywhere. Basil. No, it's not basil. It's Bosley. Trust me. It's not tarragon or it's Bosley. Time. I was saying something renowned. Were you? No, oh, that, that doesn't come from you. If happiness isn't <laughs> resonating with you, maybe it is just feeling alive or content, or maybe it is calm or peace or whatever it is you're craving. Not all of us are craving joy as much as peace, and you get to have that as your journey so i realized we should probably conclude this right um what thank you for a beautiful episode oh my god i've been waiting for this for weeks i've been bringing it up like every week i want to do this episode and i love this conversation and i i want to say a couple things about this in conclusion right like everyone's opinion about what happiness is for them is subjective and based on their own circumstances Mm -hmm. but i truly believe everyone can be happy and have a moment or more of happiness, regardless of their circumstances, dire or not. Um, and I also want to say that I always tell people the goal of therapy is to live an honest life. Mm. And I really feel like no, no matter what your honest truth is, no matter what, what, what it is in your life that you're doing, who it is that you are, if you can put that on the outside of this world as it is on the inside, you are going to have a much more satisfying life. Full yes. of joy, happiness, contentment, satisfaction. And I wish all of our viewers immense happiness in this coming year. And one thing that I might add is that as we near the end of 2023, it might be. And I don't even I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about New Year's resolutions. Do them or don't do them. That's going to be a whole nother episode. Yeah, it but is. It might be a really beautiful opportunity for every person to define what happiness might mean to them, your own unique brand of fulfillment, joy, comfort, whatever that looks like. Uh, And that might be all you need to do. Agreed. Like maybe you don't have to lose 20 pounds or solve world hunger this year, and you can just figure out what happiness might mean to you if you found value in today's episode could you like subscribe and for extra bonus points message us on our socials dr talia jackson douglas l jensen we're not fine pod and youtube is also we're not fine we love your comments too we're seeing your comments on youtube and they're bringing us so much joy if your initials are jg um i want you to know that i have seen your comments on youtube and i'm so grateful that you are still in my life through the youtube experience and your comments i'm very grateful for your comments and i know you know who you are but i wanted to reference you and let you know that i am seeing those comments because you asked if i was um I also want to say, you know, one of the things we value so much is that people can write into us and get their answers, get get answers to their questions or at least our perspective. Not that it's necessarily going to give you the answers, but go to we're not fine.com, 
No apostrophe, just we'renotfine.com. And we have a place for you to submit anonymously or you can add your name or whatever it is. Please write to us. Let us know what your questions are. Let's, let us know what your challenges are. Let us know what's going well. Let's let, let us know what's not going well. Yes. Um, and we would be delighted to talk about it on our podcast. We appreciate any feedback. All right. Now you say... We're not fine. But at least we all have internal tacos. Take care, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.